Blog Talk Radio. And I want to tell you in this hour, God is placing people, His people, in strategic places, even in places where they're under leadership that's not godly leadership, but they're in those places for such a time, for such a time as this. Welcome to The Best is Yet to Come with Pastor Brad Morgan. We should take the time to study the lives of the prophets. Have you considered that there may be prophets amongst you? Today's message focuses on the works of the prophet Elijah. I want to continue our study on Elijah today. You know, it says in James that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. And that tells me something. You know, we know Elijah was a prophet and he just showed up on the scene. We don't know much about his background, but he just showed up on the scene. But then it says in James that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. You know, that tells me that God uses people that don't have it all together, you know, that are working on things in their lives that are growing. They're not, they're just not perfect yet. He, he had a nature like ours, and, and uh, there was a humanity to Elijah. So he showed up on the scene, and he began to say, there's not going to be any rain except that I say there's going to be rain. And he began to confront the, the, a system, a good old boy system, that was in place. And that's one of the things that a prophet does, is a prophet comes to confront systems that are in place that do not produce life. And so if God's called you to be a prophet, you're going to, first of all, you're going to go through a process once he calls you and then once he actually puts you into the office of a prophet. God takes you through a process. And God does that for anything. He takes you through a process. But there's there's a warfare that uh, you'll go through and the enemy will try to attack and the enemy will try to shut down uh, the voice, the uniqueness of what God has given you. So Elijah began to say there won't be rain and the reason he said that was because they thought that Baal and people worshipped Baal, they thought that Baal was in charge of the weather, was in charge of the rain And so Elijah showed up, and when he showed up, he said, things are changing now. We're going to begin to operate according to what God says, and there's not going to be any rain until God tells me that there's going to be rain. And so the first thing that happened was that that ravens began to bring him meat morning and, and evening, and then he began to drink of the brook. And after a while, because there wasn't any rain, the brook dried up. And sometimes when you're contending for a word, you're contending for something, you can go through some suffering as you contend for that word. And so God told Elijah to arise, to get up and and go to, to Zarephath, for there I've commanded a widow to take care of you. That's very interesting that he had commanded a widow, but the widow 
was not even aware that he was to take care of the prophet. But God spoke it, and this is what faith does. God speaks things like they're already happening. And so you would think that they already were happening, but then when the prophet showed up, what was happening in the natural was that she had enough food for one more meal, enough drink for one more meal, and he instructed her to to bring me some first. So that principle of honoring God first, bringing to God the first of, of what you have. God honors that when we bring God the first of what we have. So she obeyed the prophet, and so the prophet said that you're, uh, you know, you're not going to lack until the day that the Lord sends rain. In other words, you're going to supernaturally be taken care of. And it's interesting that she not only had enough provision for herself, but she had enough provision for the prophet. So the next thing that happens in verse 17, it says, Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick, and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, What what have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and kill and to kill my son? Now here we have a mistaken misconception of the prophet, because obviously the prophet didn't come for that reason. The prophet came to bring blessing to this widow lady's life, and he'd already brought blessing. But because she had a wrong view, and she was, and possibly she had some things in her own life that weren't all together, so she began to blame God for the the sickness. And uh, he said to her, "Give me your son." So she took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room where he was staying and laid him on his own bed. Now it's interesting. I'll see the prophets. The prophets would dwell up in the upper room so you would go up and you would see in the old testament that they would go up to see the the prophet so he laid the son on his own bed then he cried out to the lord and said "O lord my god have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom i lodge by killing her son and he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. Now we see something here is is when you begin to honor a man of God, when you begin to respect a man of God, then there can be other things going on in your life. So, So first it was, that she didn't have enough food, that she just had enough food for one more meal. And next, it's the son is getting ready to die. But because she'd honored the prophet, the prophet was able to give her what she needed, and what she needed was a miracle. What she needed was a a resurrection. And it says in verse 23, And Elijah took the child 
and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. That's very interesting because you have to understand, I don't know what kind of time frame there was, but this lady was already experiencing miraculous provision. I don't know if she's taken for granted this miraculous provision, but she is having miraculous provision, and now her son is raised up. It's almost like, God, God, you can work in certain areas, but I'm not really sure that you can work in this area. But now that I see that you can work in this area, truly, you must be a man of God. Now, this shows me another thing that we have to keep in mind if God has called us to be to be used and, and to flow through us is that it takes time for people to trust you and for you to have credibility among people. Sometimes people have been wounded by leaders, wounded by members of their family that have been in authority, all kind of wounding, so they don't really they don't really have any trust at all. And so we see this widow lady also had an issue with trust, but she said, Now I know that you are a man of God. So so her heart was opened even more to trust the prophet even more. Now, First Kings chapter 18, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. I love that. It came to pass. I want to tell you something today. There's some things you're believing for. Maybe you've even been standing for some things a while, and it's gonna, they're going to come to pass. There's other things that have happened in your life and you wonder, are you ever going to be through this? And I want to encourage you today, they're going to come to pass. There will come an ending. That the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. So when we see the number three, we'll see the third day, the third year, third, that number has to do with resurrection. It came to pass in the third year saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. Well, that's interesting. Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. You know, I'd have to be asking the question, you know, God, why couldn't you just have send rain? Why do I have to present myself? But God is requiring him to confront someone that's doing the wrong thing and actually someone that's not too happy with Elijah. So anyways, he did it. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria, and Ahab had called Obadiah, who was in charge of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for it was while Jezebel massacred the prophets of the Lord that Obadiah had taken 100 prophets and hid them 50 to a cave and had fed them with bread and water. And Ahab had said to Obadiah, Go into the land, to all the springs of water, and to all the brooks. Perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and mules alive, so that we will not have to kill any livestock. So they divided the land between them to explore it. 
Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. So, so Obadiah is serving the king, serving Ahab, and he and he's had to hide, and he's chose to hide prophets that that could risk his life. And so we see here that God has this person, Obadiah, in a very strategic place. And I want to tell you in this hour, God is placing people, his people, in strategic places, even in places where they're under leadership that's not godly leadership, but they're in those places for such a time, for such a time as this. We see as this widow lady honors the prophet that the prophet shows up and brings resurrection to her son. And now we're seeing that that Obadiah is about to have a relationship and is about to talk with the prophet. And, you know, God has many different people. And God has people for you, supernatural connections, supernatural connections that can bring you to a place that you've never been before, but also supernatural connections that can bring confirmation that you've heard the Lord and what God is telling you is the Lord. I'll never forget many years ago, I was doing a youth outreach and um, wondering, I mean, I was really going through a, through a hard season, wondering if we were doing any good in the community where we were at. As I was doing that outreach, setting up for that outreach, there was a man that drove up and got out of the car and walked up to me and shook my hand and said, you're doing a good job. And he handed me $100 and he, and he got back in the car. He was kind of burly in his face. He got back in the car and he drove off and I've never seen that man again. And I believe that that man was an angel sent from God himself to bring a divine connection to let me know, to let my wife know that we we had heard from the Lord and just to keep doing what God had called us to do. God will send people to let you know that you're on the right path and just keep doing what God's called you to do. This is Pastor Brad Morgan. It was good being with you today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I would like to encourage you to visit our website at newlifebeginningschurch.com. That's newlifebeginningschurch.com. There's a secure site there where you can sow into this ministry. If you'd like to sow by mail, our address is New Life Beginnings Church, P.O. Box 203, Patterson, Texas, 77466. If you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come visit ours. Our Sunday service is at 1030. The church address is 5609 FM 359 North, Brookshire, Texas, 77423. We offer child care for the four-year-olds and younger. We also offer children's church for the five-year-olds up to fifth grade twice a month. On Wednesday nights, we reach out to kids in the Brookshire, Patterson area. We have service and classes that start at 7 p.m. If you have prayer requests or would like to speak with us, 
Our church phone number is 281-802-8094. You can contact me by email at bmorgan542 at gmail.com. That's bmorgan542 at gmail.com. This program is sponsored by New Life Beginnings Church. And again, this is Pastor Brad Morgan. And I would like to remind you that the best is yet to come. We love you and thanks for listening.